I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z that stands for Zach. Mamma mia! We went to the, the movies! We saw The Godfather. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we saw The Godfather of Animated Films of the Year. The Super Mario Brothers movie. The Super Mario Bros movie. Indeed. Purposefully abbreviated. Yeah, where we, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. We had a ton of fun. We did. So much fun. We you want to see how much fun we had? You can look at our Instagram story <laughs> at a.z underscore movie review on Instagram. You can find a bunch of movie news and trailers, which I will we'll burn through quickly at the end because there was a, a lot of movie news this week. Uh, you can find that stuff. On our Instagram stories, as well as our Twitter page at a underscore Z underscore movie review. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Did you like it? I, I, I don't well, I, I want to <laughs> say, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I'm going to be careful about giving it too much praise because I, I was going to say I loved it. But is it like a good movie? It's pretty basic. That like, is that is what people say. It is a pretty bare bones, run of the mill. It's an illumination movie. The people that brought you the minions, Despicable Me, Secret Life of, of Pets, Sing, um, and it has some of the hallmarks and some of the the downfalls of a of an illumination movie. But I think they did such a good job of Nintendo ha- has been very precious about this material for so long uh, before it finally found who it wanted to partner with for an animated feature about the Mario universe. And so Nintendo had its fingers in this a lot, but I think that's important because it made it true to the spirit of the games, the visuals of the games, the sound of the games. It was so fun. Like you can look at the Rotten Tomatoes score and see that it's 54%, which is, we can get another Rotten, the, the critics version of this later, but this movie did what it was trying to do and it didn't have high aspirations, but it had the aspiration to have a good time with the Mario universe. And it's so fun. I think the word I would use to describe it. And I don't say this as a critique is that this movie was safe. They, yes. Purposefully. So yes, they absolutely knew or learned from the missteps of the Sonic movie and they didn't try to make it make them all look like minions or these like like the illumination movies if you've ever seen them these characters are like really like like their limbs are super long and spindly I, and I, then I hate the visual style of illumination and some generally. of them are super like bulgy it's yeah. a really interesting choice on a design style not a factor this time around. Anything that you've thought of in regards to having a Mario video game be turned into an animated feature is what they put on the screen. 
Hmm. And despite, you know, yeah, you could say not a super, you know, interesting plot line or whatever your criticisms are about it. It like it doesn't matter because they they stay true to the source material, mm-hmm. which is all anybody wants out of any of this. Don't change Sonic's face. Don't. I mean, I'm trying to come up with another example, and I can't. But well, the the example is the first time they tried a Mario Brothers movie. Sure, exactly. <laughs> in and it's 1993, like, which don't, is don't don't make it live action. Don't just don't. It's stick to what you know because you're clearly good at it, and just ride yeah. the wave. Experiment later. <laughs> when it comes to like the the simplicity of the plot, like I, I mean, anybody, I think anybody uh, our age, anybody between 20 and 40, or even 50. You, want, you know what the Mario Brothers series is. It's Mario, an Italian Brooklyn plumber. There's the princess. Guy in overalls rescues princess. That's from the Dragon. plot. Yeah. That's the plot. That's the plot of this movie. That's the plot of basically almost every Mario game. There's some deviations. But, like, that's it. <laughs> and they... They did, to criticize they did that. it to criticize it for wanting it to be anything more like you're just you're just wrong. Yeah. Well, and again, I think Nintendo has been very precious about this. Like when you can think of IP that exists yeah. in the world. Oh yeah. The fact that we haven't had Mario movies. When you think about like what Disney has done or has not done with an IP like the Muppets, mm-hmm. and then you see what Universal is doing with Harry Potter and now Nintendo as well. It's like, it, I don't understand how that does not set the bar. Yeah. Well, it, the, so the, the first time we tried a Mario Brothers movie was 1993. Uh, you had Bob Hoskins as Mario, John Leguizamo as Luigi. They were two plumbers from Brooklyn. And then that's where the similarities sort of end. <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper plays King Koopa. As like a man, like a mafia guy that kind of turns into a lizard, sort of. There's Goombas, but they don't look like the little mushrooms with feet. They are giant dudes in suits with tiny, tiny lizard heads. Ew, what the hell? It is is gross, and it's just like the most... That scared Nintendo away from doing this for a long time. And for them to choose an animated film, I think is the right way to go with this. I'm thinking... First of all. I'm thinking about how they could have gotten it like closely right slash closely wrong if they did something like Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Where it's a little bit of both animated and live action and that animation was hideous. What the the Pokemon yeah. ones? I like, thought Pikachu's they were, I liked cute them and cuddly, yeah. but and they were like accurate. They but made the Pokemon a little too realistic. That's exactly yeah. what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Is that like there's it was too yeah and there's a little bit of that here where like mario's mustache isn't a blob it's a lot of individual hairs bowser when you get on the close-ups has scale amazing and, yeah. though absolutely amazing detail like they even at one point are like pulling a hair on luigi's mustache yeah. like wow yeah the, like the the things that work for this movie the animation great beautiful the music there's spot on the orchestrated score is very, very good. The one when we when I mentioned like downfalls of illumination movies, the one thing it does all the time is these needle drops, the dropping in of actual songs. Right. And they're usually like 
popular 80s songs. Yeah. It's like we had a montage of Mario getting ready to the uh, to uh, I'm waiting. I'm holding out for a hero. Yeah. And yeah. it's like we've seen that. We've done that. Why is that in this movie? Uh, Take on me by aha plays in the middle of this movie <laughs> for no reason. Like it doesn't really fit the scene. I wish they hadn't done that because that's it does take you out of it. When a it comes bit. to like my criticisms of the movie, I think that's probably my biggest one is that stuff, especially when the music is so good. Otherwise, it takes those classic Koji Kondo Nintendo themes and orchestrates them. And it's great. It's so good. One of the first things I said after we well, while we were watching the credits roll was. Yeah. They do this thing in southern california at the hollywood bowl i mean they probably do at other venues as well but the hollywood bowl is kind of at least in my opinion as far as i know that's where like it originated not even originated just where i've seen it happen most they do often it a lot. yeah um is they will play a movie and they will have a full orchestra there to play the score of the movie while you're watching it this movie would be so great mm-hmm. to go see see when you said that one of I, those things i agreed but my only drawback is the oh sure the sure, real sure, songs sure. that they drop in so um let's get to the biggest elephant in the room about this movie the cast right it's a star-studded cast a lot was made of it when it was announced Controversial. start at the top t- the the titular character mario Why? played a by a chris pratt the most controversial one, you want to talk about it first. You don't want to save it for the end. No. Well, because here's <laughs> you the, here's always the, do this. Well, because here's the deal. I don't think it's that controversial. He was fine. I wasn't bothered by it That's at all. That's the thing. Like, I was not bothered. He, he wasn't completely Chris Pratt, and he wasn't completely Charles Martinet. He was just, he was inoffensive. Is, is the best yeah. way to put it. Like he, he, it's not so bad. We're like, God, because that was the thing when we saw the, the trailers, trailer. they were hiding his voice because everyone had this opinion of, man, this movie looks great, but fuck Chris Pratt. I just, I don't think this is going to work. This is going to be so bad. And then he's fine. Yeah. Very serviceable as Mario. Yeah. Gets, gets what you want out of him. I act, there's actually like an, a one that I liked less And I will preface all of this by saying I am a extremely uber, super duper, ultimate casual fan of Mario. I have no authority on like having any of these opinions, but I saw the movie and I have thoughts. So like we're going through it anyway. Mm -hmm. But that Chris Pratt was not the worst vocal Mm -hmm. performance, in my opinion. No, the other half of the Mario Brothers, Luigi, played by Charlie Day. Gets it down. Wonderful. Like Luigi is Mario. a high strung coward and <laughs> Luigi pulled. How air. dare you? He is. My precious little Luigi. He's <laughs> he's just he just wants to fix Ma- the pipes. Mario. Yeah. It's like it's good. It's very good. Agreed. Um stealing the movie is Jack Black as Bowser. Doesn't sound like Jack Black at all. Thank so God good. for that. He he's was so, so good. good. And we'll get into deeper parts where Jack Black, when they had Jack Black in the room, (laughs) they were like, hey, Jack Black, what else can you do? And he he did what Jack Black does. Correct. We'll we'll get on that. Pause for five seconds and Uh think about what Jack Black would do. Lock that in your mind and then we'll talk about it later. And you're going to say, oh, I was right. Uh, Of course. Um, Princess Peach was played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Again, fine. 
I didn't care for it. Didn't care for it? Like, I don't, again, the uber super casual nature of my fandom of Mario, I don't know what she's supposed to sound she's like. She's just the high-pitched girl voice. Sweet! I That's like what she does. I get how they would want to, like, modernize her to do the jumps and the flips and do what Mario does and all that stuff. Yeah. I. She just sounded bored. She, Peach just sure. sounded so bored or, like, pleading and... I don't know. It just didn't match for me. And I, I, that is, that is the one vocal performance I did not care for. Yeah. Uh, it, like you mentioned, Peach does take a more active role in this movie. And it, you know, at first, my first reaction was like, Oh man, look, Oh, they got it. Yeah. They got to make the girl like an action star. But then like, I thought about it a little bit more in, in literally the second Mario game, Mario two, or at least what that's what it's called here in America. It's it, there's a difference between the Japanese. It doesn't matter. Nope. Mar- Super Mario <laughs> brothers two Peach is one of the playable characters. Like from the jump, and Peach is a great playable character because she can float and do all this stuff. She's been playable in Smash Brothers, in the Mario Kart, in the tennis, in the whatever. So the fact that they made her like an active participant rather than just I got captured by Bowser and please save me, I'm okay with that. Yep, I thought she did good in that in that way. I just didn't like how she sounded. Yeah, uh, Toad was played by Keegan Michael Key, underutilized. Yeah. Ultimately, I thought. Yeah. Toad was around and he was Toad. he was welcoming to Mario when he gets into the world and all this that. This is a very specific question. Sure. Does it bother you that Toad's outfit does not match his head? <laughs> because it's a blue vest instead of a yeah. Because every other mushroom, it's pink with the pink or green and green, yellow, yellow, but not Toad. Mm. I, you're right. I don't think I I've ever right. noticed this before. Wow. Um, drive no. me crazy. Doesn't I drive hate me it. nuts just because that's that's what Toad looks like. So I don't. No, I, don't I know. Think about they it. Yeah. they made him look like how he's supposed to. It just. Yeah. Like if anything, it's like the rest of them are wrong. Yeah. Because just mix it all up. I think it's just he's a he's a more important Toad, so he stands out, and all the other Toads are just you know cogs in the wheel. I I like Toad. <laughs> um, I'm also glad that Keegan went with not actual Toad voice <laughs> and more like Toad from the cartoon show. Well, he had to be like because Toad in the games is understandable. Like, he had like decent chunks <laughs> of lines that yeah. he had to recite and and have, make it sound Hi, like Mario. Welcome to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, no. He would have to go on vocal rest yeah. for a month after that. Um, and then the other major player is uh, Donkey Kong, played by Seth Rogen, who just is Seth Rogen for I the don't most even, part. I don't know about that. I would honestly, that's one that I'm a little disappointed in because not that Donkey Kong has a voice, it's just sort of like monkey noises in, <laughs> in the games, but like I wanted like a little more gravel and he's just kind of like hey this is fun i'm donkey kong see i think seth rogan's voice is naturally gravelly i would yeah i i wanted him closer to pumbaa i guess and i was surprised that it was so it was a little polished like he just is speaking he's not like like we said gravelly and i didn't mind it at all Mm. i didn't mind it i thought it was fine um Additionally, uh, one other voice I want to mention as was when we talked about Mario and Chris Pratt. Charles Martinet does get some cameos in the film. Uh, the well, Mario and Luigi, we start out with them in Brooklyn, and we meet Mario and Luigi's family, including Mario's dad, who's played by Charles Martinet. 
And then there's a Mario stand-in that's playing an Easter egg early on that also is Charles Martinet. So that's good good on them for getting them into not prominent roles, but like noticeable. We're like, there he is. Thank you for honoring this Do man. Do they that's not done use him in the forever. commercial? Oh, no. I think that's Chris Pratt being like leaning into it. How unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, when, we, when we're talking about Mario again, the thing that's interesting about Mario is, and why I think this movie's a little, has to be a little basic, in the games, Mario doesn't have, like, a true character. Yeah, Mario just is just guy. hero, and he is, you know, determined, and wahoo, and gotta save the princess. Um, but he doesn't have a personality in the same way that Sonic does. Sonic is particularly like attitude and cool. And Mario is just the hero. Like he kind of is molded to the, the I think it's Shigeru Marimoto had said that Mario is the most malleable character in gaming where he is what you need him to be depending on what game he is in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, he, he does what he needs to do for the situation he's put in. So, for the movie, you have to do a little bit more with him. Because I think every other character has something to them. Like, Luigi. You get a lot of personality from Luigi because of Luigi's Mansion, for example. Whereas Mario, again, is just sort of like, he's Mario. Sometimes he's a doctor. Sometimes he's a cat. He's Barbie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is. He's. This, this Mario is. Uh, <laughs> Um, so what did you, what did you make of how they made Mario where he is, he's got a little bit of like a attitude, but he's also like a go-getter. The characterization of Mario, I thought was spot on, Mm -hmm. spot on. I mean, he, they portray him as like this driven guy who's sick of being told no and that he can't. And he just wants to (laughs) be the hero. And what happens? He gets, you know, teleported to this other kingdom where he gets to work with this pretty girl to be the hero and save her kingdom like it's it's spot on and if if you have to give him a little more depth they that's what they they did that perfectly perfectly i thought i thought he was great yeah i don't think it's it's not like the most dynamic character of all time but like they do enough to give him a motivation and sort of a, a north star yeah. That he, he aligns himself to as he's the hero. And ultimately, like we, we talk about this being sort of safe. I think that's what done with complete purpose because that's what I said. This is a movie that there is no reason that, especially given the track record of illumination and how they pump this crap out, that you can't have a Luigi movie, that you can't have a Peach movie, that you won't have a Donkey Kong movie, extend that into. Donkey Kong sequels, Mario sequels, Koopa Kids, Zelda, Samus, Fox, whatever. You can do all the Nintendo stuff because this movie works and it's going to make so much money. Like it's already on track to make a good chunk of change. It's opening weekend. But like from what the critics deride it for, I think critics are looking at this movie, the critics that have derided it are looking at it in a way of a way that it shouldn't be looked at. Yeah. Like it's, it's a kid's movie. Now, is it a kid's movie, like a Pixar movie where it's trying to make you cry and emotionally question Appeal yourself? to adults as well. Not, it doesn't no. do that. It appeals it, to Mario fans. Right. And that's what I think my consensus of this is, is like, 
if you're a Mario fan in any capacity, have you even looked at a Mario game like for 30 <laughs> seconds? If you and and it elicits like a positive reaction, yeah. like if you are a Mario fan in any capacity, you will love this. This is this is good. Yep. Critics be damned. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's not like I said, it's not Pixar. It's not into this across the Spider Verse. It's not doing anything dynamic or totally different visually or doing something totally groundbreaking story and character wise. Could they spare to do that a bit more? Cause that is a criticism of a lot of the illumination movies that they are kind of like lowest common denominator, like punch it up a little bit, but I, I think this is a good starting point for that sort of thing. So we're certainly going to see a sequel to this. We'll certainly see spinoffs we will get a Mario animated movie universe. And I think that'll be great because it's fun. It's and kids are going to love the hell out of this movie. I think what helps is that Nintendo will be heavily involved. Mm -hmm. If they just let illumination to their own devices, it will end tragically. See minions rise of Gru. <laughs> see sing Two. See, Secret no, Life of I Pets that, 2. I heard that Sing 2 is actually better than Sing. I liked Sing. I liked the first Sing. But like, I will, I will say but that. But like, overall, I think the response for Sing 2 was that it was better than the first one. Good. So let's not write off. Well, and the other thing to think about, too, is Universal now has a theme park to sell on top of all this. Mm -hmm. So they want this stuff to work so they can, you know, cross promote and synergy and everything yep. else etc cetera, etc cetera. um it's so wild if you think about it like so many of the universal brands are so like for lack of a better term hot right now jurassic world mm -hmm. people love that harry potter always a so solid bet yeah especially got, with the game right now yeah you've you know? got mario that's now just on the incline minions are a safe bet for all of them as well Shrek's really popular, even though they're like phasing it out, it'll still be around. Everyone loves the Grinch at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Universal's <sighs> they've got a lot going for it. How interesting! <laughs> How yeah, interesting, certainly. Just wish that theme park was easier to get to. Yeah, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood for us, uh, it's kind of tucked up into the hills, and because it's literally built on what was Universal Studios, the movie studio. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot of room, so it's a land of 10,000 escalators. Indeed it is. Um, any other general thoughts before we go into the, the plot of this thing? General thoughts, no. Final, final recap, it's so fun. We, we had a great time. If you've, again, if you've ever looked at a Mario game, <laughs> you will love this. If you have kids, they will love this. Uh, I think it's just a good time, and it's a, a very valid way to go out to the movie theater as we get ready for the big summer movie season. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do money for quite some time, I think. I hope so. Anyway, into the warp pipe. Spoilers. I don't know the sound. <laughs> oh, we're the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sink is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Huh. Dun -dun 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 -dun. We're in spoiler territory. Do, 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 do. That's literally okay. <laughs> Full disclosure, when like <laughs> the the functions in my brain are just running that I'm at work, and I need to just like 
elicit some sort of sound, that little do 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 that comes out of my mouth, and I like, and my coworker can attest to this because she sat next to me for like four months, <laughs> and she would follow up with a do do do. <laughs> so it's that's, catchy. That said, yeah. the mar the little like blips of Mario score have been stuck in our head for several days now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about it in the days leading up to it, uh, and it certainly stuck with us after. So this thing starts in a interesting way because here's the the other thing about Mario that we didn't do in the in the beginning. Mario doesn't have like a canonical origin story. Yeah. So like there is no. Uh, How does this human plumber wind up in a land with mushrooms and fucking turtles? Right. He's and stuff? just there, right? Like you open up the very first game, you just you're you're there. You go jump on some blocks and you hit some goombas and you're off. Uh, in every other game since, even as he's gotten more realistic, there's still he just exists with Mario or with uh, Peach and Bowser and Donkey. Like they're just there. So here's a here's a fun question. I didn't know this until the other day. Mario does have a canonical age. Oh, how old do you think Mario is? Oh gosh, it's... how old do you think? this plumber that lives with his parents and has a mustache well, that's dependent like when they established the age was he living with his parents and his brother and everyone else How, i don't know i'll roll the dice stab. and say 23 24 oh mario th this man that looks like he's 40 <laughs> that's rude <laughs> is supposed to be 24 he doesn't look 40 in some of the games it's like he he looks like an older guy because he's just like a kind of stodgy plumber with a mustache. And maybe that's also kind of in my mind as somebody that grew up with the cartoon show and uh, Bob Hoskins and uh, was it Lou Albano playing the live action version of Mario in, in the little Whatever. interstitials in the cartoon show. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we do have to start with an origin and this is Mario and Luigi living in Brooklyn uh, being plumbers. Living yep. with their parents, trying to do, they, they left a construction company mm -hmm. to go start this plumbing business, the Super Mario Brothers Plumbing Company, which we open on a commercial of their company, which is set to the tune of the Mario Brothers rap from the cartoon show, which is pitch perfect. Like, I want to say the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, there are so many Easter eggs just dripping all over the canvas of this movie that just make you smile instantaneously there was you, one that got both of us we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute but yeah. there's one that got both of us for sure like i'm just pointing i'm i'm you you were sitting there next to me i was pointing I was. out i was like pointing in different corners of the screen mm -hmm. like oh there's the oh wow that's oh there's the oh that's so cool um so it turns out that they're watching their commercial in a restaurant that restaurant is the punch out pizzeria which people might make the connection of mike tyson's punch out from the nintendo series and they have framed photos of all the fighters that are in the game on the wall in the corner. There's a game that's being played by Charles Martinet's stand in called jump man, which is what Mario was originally called in donkey Kong. And sure enough, it's him jumping over barrels and climbing up ladders. And he's wearing the overalls. Cause the original appearance, it's a blue shirt and red overalls. And that's what Charles Martinet's little stand in character is wearing. I'm just like, it's a lovely, so good, lovely layer of attention to detail. That, like, you know, the animators and like the, the people who came up with all of this were also fans and also played Mario to know, or, you know, even played 
N64 or whatever iteration of it is. Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. I think, is what I'm getting at there. But Original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, um, yeah. Just, they, they have a soft spot for this content as well, and they wanted to do right by it and just include all of these wonderful little details. And it showed. It was lovely. It was lovely. I mean, I miss yeah. most of that stuff, but I, there was one that I did catch once they go outside. <laughs> well, before they go outside, there's there, Luigi. They're all talking to their former boss, Spike, again, a Mario character reference, who is a member of the Wrecking Crew and, and Nintendo original game reference. And Luigi gets scared and drops his phone. And then a phone call comes in. And this was the one that lit both of us up. Mm-hmm. Luigi's ringtone is the GameCube like intro sound when you turn it on. Yeah. The, the block going around. Uh, so like That I, was delightful. In the, I did not expect to hear those sounds when I walked in and it, it just it made me light up. It was it was wonderful. Um they go outside. They get like thrown out of yeah. with the guy. Do they they end up going home first, right? Yeah, but not before we see a French restaurant nearby the pizza place. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the exact title of it, but it had the word canard in it. Oh, right, because that was also on the wall. It's like uh, <laughs> Chasse du Canard. It's like du- Duck Hunt. Duck Hunter, yeah. And the, and the logo <laughs> is the Duck Hunt duck. And it's just, again. That's the one I got. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect little nods. that they, It's not like, hey, look at that thing. Remember that thing? It's just, it's there. And it, it's perfect. Um, they go home. We meet Mario's family. Uh, <laughs> his uncles like and brothers like and cousins. accurate and, portrayal of an Italian family living in Brooklyn. Yeah, they all live in the same apartment. Um, Mario, you know, his, his dad is disappointed in him is ultimately what we take out of this whole conversation uh you know he he's like oh why did you leave a a perfectly good job to go chase a dream sort of thing (laughs) um and again the dad giuseppe is played by charles martinet um fun interesting note at this dinner they're eating pasta and it is made known that mario does not like mushrooms (laughs) right as they're eating the pasta then it goes up the 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 part of this movie that I just didn't enjoy was this next bit where they go, they do get a call from the plumbing company and they, they got to go on a job and it's to go help these, these rich people with a dog. They have a leak in their bathroom. And then there's this whole like mini thing going on between them and this dog and the plumbing. And it's just the dog. Like this was when I saw this, this was like, Oh, this is the illumination factor yeah. of this movie. Like, putting a stamp there i didn't need this part like no. yeah go have them do a plumbing job or whatever but they don't need to be fighting off the dog during the whole portion it's just weird However, it's a weird thing no so we kind of jumped around a little bit oh right the, yeah the they get this call to the go call to the thing. when luigi's phone rings and you hear the gamecube thing that was right. the rich people calling and they do this very excellent sequence of how to get there because their car is broken the car breaks down so they gotta run yeah so they're running and i mean you could probably explain it better than me about what happens they're going up and they they the their way is blocked by a construction site so mario has to break into the construction site and at that point the camera switches from looking down the street to looking across the street and mario then Starts jumping on platforms and you, yeah, you see, what did you call it? The side view, yeah, it goes to a side scrolling, like 2D perspective. Watching, watching a Mario game, like, and you know, 
Luigi's struggling on the ground and Mario's like jumping over this shit and flying around everything. Jumping over the fence to open the fence for Luigi. Lands on a yeah. flagpole, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah. The last jump is is jumping on the... It's just like, again, subtle, but like as soon as he starts to do it, you're like, oh man, there it is. There it is. That's when we talk about the... You, you mentioned the animators clearly love this stuff. That comes through in that sequence. It's so, 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 so good. Yes. Um. Eventually, later, after Mario disappoints his father, uh, <laughs> things I never thought I would say. On the news, they see that there's a water main break. So Mario and Luigi, they got to make a name for themselves and save Brooklyn. So they go. The, the water main is flooded. Mario opens up a, a manhole so it all floods in. They go down. They get lost into the sea of pipes. Mario's like, where, where is this? I've never seen this before. As Mario is like searching around, there's a big green pipe that's open. Luigi walks over and is like, oh, what's this? And then we don't see Luigi. And then Mario turns around and sees Luigi's gone. Luigi's been sucked into this pipe, this green pipe. So Mario jumps into the green pipe. Colorful explosion. I didn't realize that this is what the inside of all the warp pipes looked like. (laughs) So it is a rainbow cloud. Mario and Luigi get separated. Luigi lands in the Shadowlands near a Bowser castle. And Mario crash lands into the Mushroom Kingdom. Colorful. You get the, you get the, the orchestrated Mario theme. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful it was fun. Um, all throughout this, we get a, a cut to Bowser, where we meet Bowser. He takes down the penguins that we saw in the trailer. He gets the superstar so that he can go and conquer the, mu- the Mushroom Kingdom. But he doesn't actually want to conquer <laughs> the Mushroom Kingdom. <sighs> His main goal, and this is something that's like a more recent Mario storyline, like that's actually in Mario Odyssey. Bowser wants to marry Princess Peach. He doesn't want to kill her or destroy her. He wants to marry her. What did you, as somebody that's not as familiar that this existed in the Mario games, what did you think of this turn from Bowser? I will say that the Bowser stuff infuriated me (laughs) like like all of the all of the stuff that had to do with bowser where he's just like on his own he's like in his lair he's doing the thing we'll get to in a second you know all of this just like practicing how to like ask pete like no it was it was so annoying um i didn't i mean it it didn't like ruin it for me it's probably the one strike one or one a slash one b strike i have against it because i don't know like i get you wanna you don't want to like villainize these characters you want to make them likable for kids but it was just not my thing i didn't care for it at all yeah so like i didn't even find it funny was just like okay like let's go can we go back to whatever mario was doing please (laughs) i don't have a problem with the plot point i don't have a problem with bowser wanting to marry peach on its own because again that's something that is canonical like it it, it makes sense what i don't love is the implementation of it which again i think is an illumination handling of it like i don't know what other company would have taken this like i don't think it's it's not a pixar thing it's DreamWorks, but isn't that all under the same umbrella at this point? So I, I don't, 
I don't You're know. You're not going to get like a like a stop motion. No. Disney would butcher it. Yeah. So I just, I wish that Illumination wasn't so Illumination about certain things, but um, I guess this is a good, a good opportunity to say kind of what you were alluding to. One of the things that Bowser does is, uh, <laughs> he steps you up mean to Jack the... Black does? Let's not get that confused. This what this sounds like to me was they were just doing the recording session. I don't think I I I have to wonder whether Bowser singing a ballad to Peach on his piano was in the script. My theory is that Jack Black was just in the studio. They were recording him. Jack Black being the wacky dude that he is was just on the mic and just started singing Peaches, 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 <laughs> and and they were like, Hey, that's funny. Let's do this. But we get a long uh, situation of Jack Black I being just... Jack Black as Bowser singing a song. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for it. I just. I think it was probably like a contractual thing where he's like, I'll be Bowser, but you got to let me sing. Give me clear out. Give me a solo number. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I'll make it viral, but yeah. you got to let me do it. Uh, Luigi, who got trapped in the, the Shadowlands, the Darklands, sorry. He gets captured. He's being chased by the skeletal Koopas. Uh, Those were freaking scary. They made them look pretty. In the games, they're kind of goofy. Like in in this version, they were definitely kind of scary. Um, he gets trapped in an old Bowser castle, and he gets kidnapped by uh, shy guys who showed up just for that part. Uh, and they kidnap him and take him to Bowser. And now Bowser, he he learns that Mario has entered the Mushroom Kingdom, and he's met up with Peach. And so he's like, does, a does mustached Peach, man is traveling with does, Peach. Uh, does Peach like this guy? Should yeah. I? And so now he's going to take Luigi as a hostage to, you know, get Mario to lay off his girl later. <laughs> dumb. Meanwhile, Mario has landed in the Mushroom Kingdom and he immediately meets Toad, uh, who energetic as always and just says, yeah, come with me. Uh, they go to the Mushroom Kingdom. He's, he literally said, like, Mario explains what was, has happened to him. And Toad's like, I'm going to take you to the princess. Immediately. Yeah. And we'll get to this in a minute, too. But they, this is my, if I do have another complaint about the story aspect of it, is when somebody says, hey, I want to join you. There's no like, oh, well, maybe we should. And it's just like, okay, let's go. Yeah. They, they just say, yeah, let's do it. The, okay. That, that's a fair, uh, another thought that I had about against it was the writing is less than ideal that well not even the writing the dialogue yeah. is tough I, that's what i mean when like illumination needs to be a bit better about punching up these scripts is <laughs> stuff like that where it's just like oh yeah sure let's go like the, we're not gonna like talk about this there's not gonna be a yeah. struggle it's just no come on yeah you know mario actually meets up with peach and is like yeah, yeah i need to rescue my brother and she's like well we can do that if we go to donkey kong land and everyone's like, okay, okay. And then off they go. <laughs> and, and at that part, they're literally walking down the road. Toad isn't around at this point. And then Toad jumps up. And he's like, no, I'm going to come with you. And instead of saying like, ah, oh, Toad, this isn't a mission for you. They just say, okay. And he was like, <laughs> medium, like just, involvement. Yeah. Um, before they go off to Donkey Kong land, <laughs> Mario sneaks into the castle, meets Peach. They have to do a training sequence where we get the implementation of game stuff. And some of that you see when they're coming into the city. Again, brilliant little Easter eggs throughout the, the, the town when Mario comes in. Um, and <laughs> we get a setup of blocks and mechanical piranha plants because there's a test course. Uh, flame bars, the whole nine yards. 
We learned about the power-ups, which th- something I like too is they didn't take the time to be like, well, these power-ups were from an ancient power. Yeah. Like it's just like, no, there's blocks. You Eat hit them one, and stuff comes out. And you're good. <laughs> Eat this mushroom and then you're going to get big and if you get hit, you lose it. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, that that is very what ha- concise. That's what happens in the games. That yeah. that makes sense. That training sequence was interesting. Um I felt like it went on a little too long, but it did kind of spark this thought that I was having about the movie that I really appreciated especially in like when you compare it to the seek the side view sequence where they're running to the to the client's apartment mm-hmm. it was such a wonderful like presentation once you go through the warp pipe and you're in the mushroom kingdom you're in the game and you're seeing things from the perspective of being in the game you're following mario this and that whatever but when you're in the real world there's all of the references that real world people would understand. The perspectives are from the real world. Like it mm-hmm. was such a nice, like such a nice presentation that I really, I just really appreciated because it, it, it just the separation and then the way that they did that, I thought it was very clever and maybe I'm holding it in too high of a regard for what it actually is, but I just thought it was a very nice thing. No, I thought, I thought the training sequence was great. I, I, but like in comparison to like how yeah. they present it. No, I, I get what you mean. It's, it's it's you don't hear a GameCube ringtone in the Mushroom Kingdom. Correct. Right. What, yeah. Right. It it's it is references to stuff in Mario, but that's because you're now in you're Mario. in Mario. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um. So they go off to the Jungle Kingdom where they have to interrogate King Cranky Kong, uh, who is played by Fred Armisen, um, and he says you know that sure you can get my army to help you fight uh bowser but you have to defeat my son donkey kong so then mario has to fight donkey kong uh and in the trailer i was like oh this is a super smash brothers reference and it sort of is but as they like fight in this arena and you start going up and down the layers with the ladders and donkey kong throwing barrels i was like oh this is a donkey kong reference this is perfect Mm -hmm. like again perfectly executed where like you don't notice it at first and then once they start like interacting with it all you're like oh yeah that's that sure enough is it good good job on you guys um we learn more about the power-ups uh donkey kong is beating the crap out of mario until mario gets the cat suit uh and uh and scratches donkey kong to hell and and they win so they get the they get the army they're gonna go off and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this introduction to the jungle kingdom is also where we learn that i guess canonically the reason that mario and friends race each other in go-karts is because that's just how the the kongs get around they just drive go-karts yeah, they over like the place. arrive to the jungle kingdom and they are greeted by a chauffeur of sorts and get driven to the castle yeah and and to to get ready for this battle they all go down to the oh, garage yeah, the garage where they where all the kongs are preparing their carts and then the game that you're most familiar with with mario especially in our house here is mario kart yeah and so like the carts are familiar but then they ask hey peach toad and mario you need to design your cart <laughs> and what and the interface yeah it's like it's like um something you see in a slot machine just like you'd see on the game where they've got this like panel and they have to like spin through and pick their their cart their wheels and their uh kite, kite. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's it was so fun. It's literally the exact same setup from the game. It's just and that's what I want. Yes, that's what I want. And sure enough, you know, uh, God, even down to once they started racing, mm -hmm. and you saw as much as it kind of made my eye twitch, you see Mario drifting and yeah. doing the drifting gave him a little bit of power. You, there, there was the orange sparks on his wheels and, yeah. it's little, and it turned into the purple sparks and he went. I'm just like, that's it. That's, that's the video game. Yep. It's there. So they all get their things. Mario has a traditional cart. Peach has a pink motorcycle. Toad gets a giant monster truck because, you know, why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, so the Toad army, they're on a road. The road's going to end. Mario says, oh no, the road's going to end. And they're like, Hey, man, just got to go real fast. So he goes over, and where do they land for the shortcut to the Mushroom Kingdom? Rainbow Road, where, again, they have an orchestrated version of Rainbow Road playing when they're driving Rainbow Road. Perfect. No notes. Let's go. Let's-a let's go. Oh, God. But the Koopas and Bowser have learned of the ambush plan, so they ambush the ambush on Rainbow Road, and... We have a, a long extended battle scene where we're throwing shells and banana peels and shooting rockets and playing Mario Kart. Yeah. It, it, and the way this all ends up is Mario eventually has to beat a blue shelled Koopa. And when he does beat this Koopa. <laughs> the blue shell Koopa was like a kamikaze type thing. It was it, kind of intense. It was, he was definitely playing like a Mad Max Fury Road version of Mario <laughs> Kart. Um, and so when Mario and them, they think looks like they're going to get away. The blue shell Koopa activates, yells blue shell. And anybody that's played Mario automatically goes, oh, no, no! the blue shell circles their head, dive bombs them, blows up Rainbow Road. Mario and Donkey Kong get separated from Peach and uh, oh. Toad. Peach and Toad are captured by Bowser and, and forced to. Well, no, uh, Peach goes back to the Mushroom Kingdom to yes. say everybody needs to evacuate. But by the time she does that, Bowser shows up and he's comes up to her says will you marry me and she's like what no he's like fine then i'm gonna kill everybody We're like oh uh, no i'll marry you just please stop hurting my toads yes would now be the appropriate time to talk about the prisoners yes <laughs> <laughs> luigi is put in a cage dangling from a ceiling along with penguins eventually all of the cons <laughs> and this Depressing little starry asshole. So the, the star <laughs> is from um, uh, Mario Galaxy. It's a Luma, but it is like, it's got the childish glee of a voice, but also like, life is meaningless and we're going to perish. I yeah. welcome the sweet embrace of death. It's just like, it's very funny. Yep. It like, you know, to have the childish glee saying like these very macabre things. Yeah. Uh, it's very bizarre. It's pretty, I did not. Pretty funny. I did not care for it. So to be honest. here's my thing too with Luigi, and I we probably. Should, I wish I would have brought this up in the in the earlier part. Do you, I kind of feel? I'm a little disappointed that Luigi was so sidelined. Yeah, for the majority I mean, of the that's, movie. That is a thought that I had of like it's a bold choice to call it the Mario Bros movie when yeah. like there's minimal bro time Luigi is the damsel in distress <laughs> pretty much which is like it's not peach guys no it's unfortunate and like Luigi does come back at the end as, as we'll talk about but it's just like yeah he's you would, not involved in most of the movie would, the the title would imply that there is some teamwork happening there but yeah maybe it's just the Mario Bros origin movie <laughs> yeah and I I'll, I assume going forward we'll have 
more of that because you can't they like, have to do a luigi's mansion movie oh eventually yeah that'd be fun um meanwhile mario and donkey kong are trapped in the belly of an eel now because they fell to the water and it's an eel from the mario that was games. actually kind of creepy yeah you you if you played mario 64 dire dire docks you know the eel um they blast their way out on one of donkey kong's last remaining rockets they get to the mushroom kingdom and they they got to fight through all the koopas so they team up they get some power-ups donkey kong gets a fireball and mario gets big and then he eventually gets a tanuki suit where you can the little raccoon and you can fly around whoa you're a raccoon this is all going on while the mayor the wedding is about to go and you know toad gives uh peach a very special bouquet that she needs to use and because bowser has announced that all these prisoners in cages he's going to do a ritual sacrifice into the lava of all them in honor of this wedding christ almighty uh peach <laughs> breaks out an ice flower from her bouquet and freezes the gears she freezes bowser fights everybody off eventually they did a needle drop of let it go it was really weird <laughs> well I, I turned to you i was like oh look it's the princess and she has ice powers it's elsa yeah they didn't do a needle drop no but i'm just messing around um the 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 ice eventually breaks while the fight's going on it looks like oh no luigi's gonna die but who comes to save him just in time is, of course, our main man, Mario. Uh, they defeat everybody. Bowser is now down to, he's going to be defeated, and his last hope is to send a bonsai bill, which is a giant bullet bill, to go destroy the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Mario flies down, has to distract it. Right before it's about to hit the castle, he gets it to turn on him, and he follows him around. And eventually, he's like, where do I take this thing? Well, he's flying around, he sees the warp pipe, and he says, that's the ticket, that'll do it warp it out of here it goes to the warp pipe the bonsai bill going into the warp pipe makes this giant explosion and like warp vacuum that sucks everybody and everything in the mushroom kingdom to brooklyn <laughs> where and they by just everybody and everything he means mario luigi peach kong and bowser and that's it <laughs> well no there were some koopas in like the castle and the lava and all that really? stuff. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that. Oh yeah. All that like pops up and then just in the middle of Brooklyn, there it is. Uh, and Bowser is going to use the superstar to finally destroy everybody, but it gets knocked out of his hands by peach, I think. Um, and then Mario and Luigi, they got to go. They, they grab the, the superstar together. They become invincible. They fight off everybody. They punch Bowser in the face a couple times. And then they defeat It was him. interesting. So, it, though, you see Mario get the living daylights beat out of him as he's battling Donkey Kong. Correct. Like, he just, just gets destroyed. But he doesn't show any signs of wear and tear. No, he keeps going. But we come back to the real world, and he's engaged in a fight with Bowser. And he gets launched into, because, like, Luigi's off somewhere. He gets launched into the pizza place, and he's hiding in, a, a booth or something. And they show bruising. And he's, like, kind of swollen. And it just, again, is that excellent sort of display of, we're in the real world now. You're going to get, you're going to show signs of injury if you get hurt. It's just, again, just a very nice touch. I had noticed the bruising. That's, that is a good touch, because okay. I just... I don't know. I guess when Mario was getting beat by Donkey Kong, I knew he wasn't going to lose. 
So it was just a thing of like, oh, he'd come back and fight him. But no, I, I didn't notice that. That is a good catch. Um, everything gets healed when they grab the superstar. The music plays. Mario and Luigi do like the special superstar run with her eye, with her arms out. Again, small touches, but it works. They beat Bowser. They give him one of the blue mini rush rooms and they lock him in a, in a little, uh, what, like a jar? Uh, and we cut to Mario and Luigi are now living in the Mushroom Kingdom, where they're plumbers still, just yep. in the Mushroom Kingdom, and uh, happily ever after. Indeed. Um, post, there were two post-credit scenes. One is... Bowser singing one is, Peach yeah. song as a mini. Is He's like in a cage. Right. What was... Oh, right. The, the, I, I remember the two. The, the first one is that one, the Bowser one. And the second one... Again, something I'm disappointed we didn't see more of. We saw them running around in the background at one point, but we cut to that sewer basement near the warp pipe, and there is this white and green speckled egg <laughs> because somebody brought it as the, to the wedding as a wedding gift, mm-hmm. and it cracks a little bit, and we cuts hear... Cuts to black, and you hear... Yoshi! Boom. Movie over. Yeah. I, when, they, when they, in the, in the wedding, when they put the Yoshi egg on the table... I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. I saw like on the wedding gift table, they put that there and I said, Mario's going to ride that Yoshi for sure. Mario's going to ride that Yoshi. I'm and glad save the that day. they didn't do that. That's almost like the like killing Superman in, in Batman versus Superman. Like that one yeah. extra thing that's like too much. It might have been a little too much. I agree. Uh, and, and two, Yoshi's a character unto himself. You don't want to yeah. just like shove him at the end. Give him, give him some screen time next they, time. They absolutely will by the looks of it. Oh, they have to. Yeah. And, and again, when we talk about spinoffs, give us Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's story. Yoshi's Island, that reminds me of uh, Mario's thinking about how much he loves Luigi. And another good Easter egg is they show them as kids and they don't, oh, use, yeah. they don't use any old designs. They use the designs of baby Mario and baby Luigi from the Yoshi's Island games. Just again. Yeah, that was fun. So cute. So good. They even like interact with like another kid who just looked like an illum, like a boss baby illumination. Yeah, it just looks like a normal kid. And the Mario and Luigi look kind of not weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very, very odd. But again, just the touches throughout this movie are incredible when it comes to the references and just, Getting this thing right, they got it right. Like, I don't think there's any argument to be made other than they got it right. You can have your com- your complaints about the illumination part, the script, the needle drops, the whatever. When it comes to the Mario of it all. Nailed it. They did it. Peaches, 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 So that was the Super Mario Brothers movie. First of many from the Nintendo universe, I imagine. Um, When it comes to this week ahead of the Mario Brothers movie, because there was this big release coming, everybody and their mother thought, hey, (laughs) let's put out some trailers. Summer's coming. We gotta gotta begin the hype train. Gotta turn up that machine right now. So the first one that we got is for the Barbie movie. Or is it, it's not the Barbie movie. It's just Barbie. Yes. Right. Um, where we got a full trailer and a slew of posters that I'm sure if you inhabit the internet at all, you have seen <laughs> this meme of Barbie and Ken on your brilliant timeline. marketing. Whoever whoever came up with that, they get a pay raise. So the first teaser trailer that they put out 
a couple months ago was just like a play on a 2001 a space odyssey with like the yeah. monkeys and the pillar but it's girls and dolls and barbie this is actual footage of the movie um what did you make of our first look at barbie i don't full? know i i approached this one from the get-go from the uh amy schumer version of it all with cautious optimism like this usual eye roll of okay like they'll they have no ideas left. They'll turn anything into a movie, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't know. I was, I was intrigued, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess the, the premise is that sh- sh- Margot Robbie Barbie, because they all are like, they are all Barbie and they're all Ken, except for one like Midge and Michael Sarah, who's like Alan or yeah. something. <laughs> yes. But I guess, uh, uh, Margot Robbie Bobby, oh my god, Margot Robbie Barbie has some like existential crisis in Barbie land and then will escape to the real world, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, something that alludes to that that I didn't notice, but I saw somebody break down in the trailer. You see her in her car, she drives by a movie theater. The posters, all, all the posters on the movie theater are Wizard of Oz characters. Oh. So instead of going from black and white to color, How she's going from the overly colorful world to the real world. Oh, poor thing. So that like Will Ferrell's in it as like some, I think like a Hasbro executive or, that, or Mattel. Mattel, yeah. yeah. Um, um, that's yeah. funny. I didn't notice that, but he, And yeah. she's wearing like a, a pink plaid dress yep. instead of a blue plaid dress like, yep. like Alice. Or not Alice. Oh, um, my God, dude. Dorothy. Oh, my God. Dorothy. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's really clever. I like that. That gives me a little bit of hope Ruby for Ruby red slippers. Pink. Pink pumps. Pink pumps. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> it. Um, that, uh, that gives me a little bit of hope, I guess. I don't know. It seems a little formulaic, but well, I, I, I just appreciated, mm. like, how everything looked. Like, it looked so Barbie. And I'll tell you, people were mad about this. I am thrilled. That they did not use the Aqua song. I mean, I've seen it edited together on uh, reels and TikToks. Oh, sure. By now. The internet thinks. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. And then, you the know, the internet songs. thinks that they fixed it by putting <laughs> that song in. Incorrect. No. They made it worse. Having the, the trailer itself was perfect, and not including that song is fine. Yeah. And I think to, to build on your thing of it being more than just like a, a cliche Barbie movie. I don't think Greta Gerwig takes this on if it's not something more than that. I don't. Yeah, we're not getting cookie cutter like everything's plastic, wonderful, happy sunshine. Yeah. Like with conversations of beaching each other off. (laughs) I'll beat you off. I'll beat you off right now. (laughs) Like what? No one's beaching anyone off. (laughs) Um, I'm excited. That one will be fun. Yeah, well, I I, I hope. Uh, the next one. <laughs> the that... best part is when they're yep. in the car with Ryan oh. Gosling. Did you bring your roller skates? <laughs> yeah, always. I go with them everywhere. Well, because that's the other <laughs> thing too is like the set photos that everybody saw were oh, them yeah. rollerblading <laughs> in Venice. Rollerblading, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna go to the real world and rollerblade, I guess. I guess the best part about that is that Ryan Gosling had to do the Gray Man press tour with his Ken hair. <laughs> it's very funny. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Uh, the next trailer that again most of these were before uh our showing of mario uh dc's next film after the flash in august will be blue beetle who is it's an origin story of a superhero latino superhero uh jaime reyes as played by 
I don't want to mispronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. He's a kid from um, uh, Cobra Kai. Um, and George Lopez plays like an uncle or, or maybe his dad. Uh, Blue Beetle, uh, an origin story for DC, kind of unconnected from the rest of everything for right now. What'd you make of a new hero? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, looking at it, I think it'll do okay. I think it'll appeal to plenty of people. It doesn't look like it's a giant CGI fest, which is helpful. The suit is completely CGI, but, but like not they're practical else. sets. Yeah. The thing that I, my worry is so this was supposed to be in a, an HBO Max movie. Mm. And, it wasn't until like, I don't know if they'd already started filming or not, but Warner Brothers, when it was in the midst of canceling HBO movie Batgirl, uh, said, hey, let's make Blue Beetle into a theatrical film. So the budget for this thing is only $120 million, which isn't a lot for superhero movies. Uh, and I think all the CGI budget has to go to the suit uh, and the sort of Iron Man head interface that they have. Um, so Blue Beetle is that's a great comparison because I literally yeah. had that thought when we because when we were in the theater, that was the first time I saw the trailer and I thought like, oh, Iron Man, but a bug. Yeah. Blue Beetle's power set is the this blue scarab thing it is like a parasitic symbiotic machine that like it's like Iron Man meets Venom or something sort of. Like yeah, it just like attaches to him and it he has to learn how to take control of it because sometimes it has a mind of its own and um the the bad guy i think is oh, i don't know the real name but it susan sarandon is on the bad side of, mm-hmm. of things in this movie so i don't know I, it looked young and fun and energetic and yeah. something that the tc universe doesn't have a whole lot of um so i'm i'm happy about it and some uh, infusion for, of culture as well yeah 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 and of course a good a great ending line to the trailer from george lopez i don't remember batman's a fascist <laughs> That's right. That killed me. <laughs> Staying in the super. <laughs> really love that one. I did. Staying in the Suck superhero it, world. Uh, the next trailer that we got was for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Oh, wow. Man. Oh, man. This was the first time <laughs> me seeing that one was the first time I'd seen it in full. I'd seen bits of it throughout Instagram and whatever, but. Just having to kind of dial in and absolutely see it. That movie is going to be really good. Uh, I mean, down to like the details, like the little like the like the little bits of animation mm-hmm. that were in the last one that carry over to this one. There's one scene in the trailer where they're going through his grades and he has like a B in Spanish. and His mom like snaps at him and the little like effect that comes out of the snap is mm-hmm. the puerto rican flag like fucking what <laughs> sir you have a b in spanish like it's so good it's so good the it's, mcu callback in that mm, is excellent mm. like i didn't even realize that you had to explain it to me and mm-hmm. i was like oh shit i loved the original one one of my favorite one of the best spider-mans to come out since spider-man 2 yeah, maybe one of the best superhero movies period period one of the best animated movies, period. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So good. I, I have high hopes, and I, I don't think I'll be disappointed for this one. No. I, like, I think what I said to you is there's no chance that movie is bad. Correct. There's zero chance that movie's bad. Like, if it's, if it's disappointing, it's kind of just good. 
but there's no way it's bad. Like it's the 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 dynamic animation styles, the the, the unique animation style, the the storytelling that they're doing. And it's it's important to remember too that this movie was originally Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. And so they've just renamed part two to something else. So I don't know if this, the story will be completely told here, but it's, uh, it has a lot to live up to from the first movie, but this I think is going to be great. Like when it comes to pegging, who's going to win animated feature at the Oscars, it's not going to be the Mario movie. Oh, fair. It'll be this. It'll be that either this or elemental is probably like where we go, but I mean, the first one won an Oscar. Did it? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't yeah. remember. So we'll see how, the, how this one does. Yeah. Wow. Because I, I walked, we, we were leaving and you, were, you had said that it wasn't going to win Best Animated Feature. And I was like, really? Yeah. Are you? And I said, like, I said it's Elemental, so, but it's I so forgot good about this. That, like, with the Mario movie, with the detail and the accuracy and the everything, like, how does it not win? And then you said Elemental. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe if Elemental is well received because a lot of people are saying that it's like oh it's just like inside out means avatar the last airbender or whatever um pixar has been off for a while so who knows but remembering that this will be in the ether hands down automatic winner and interestingly those two movies will be going head to head in june yeah so curious how that plays out but yes uh, across the spider-verse uh ready for it um we also got the final indiana jones and the dial of destiny trailer i like this trailer a lot more than the other things we had seen um it, it got me kind of feeling a bit about harrison ford and indiana jones and i'm i'm excited for this now i haven't watched it okay my mom did though what did she think um stand by while i find the so the this one it leans more into oh he's retiring and you get a little bit more about Phoebe Waller Bridge and her relationship with Indy. Her dad was a friend of Indy's when he was off on his more adventurous adventuring days. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is more clearly a Nazi, and it's like <laughs> yeah okay yeah I'm ready to see Indiana Jones punch a Nazi again. That'll be fun. So my mom texted me yesterday at eight in the morning. This is while I was at work pre Costco trip. <laughs> She said, just saw Indiana Jones trailer. I said, yeah, thoughts? <laughs> I appreciate her so much. I haven't been so interested in a movie in a long time, period. Indy got old! Exclamation point. Yes. Slightly sad emoji face. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, Harrison Ford is uh, in his 80s. Yeah, I said, now. yeah, he did. Ha ha. She said, seems like they revisited some stunts. And to that, I meant to say some of those stunts like seriously injured him, which is why this movie did not come out two years ago. But then <laughs> I had work to do, so I did not respond. Yeah, I mean, between him breaking his leg on the Millennium Falcon in Force Awakens <laughs> to what he went through with Indy, I think Harrison's done with the legacy parts after this one, like him saying I, I I'm retiring so. in, the, in the trailer is almost the thing of me of Harrison Ford saying it out loud. But to everybody he else. likes Indiana Jones. He, he likes Indiana it. Jones more than Harry, than uh, Han Solo. Oh yeah. He's, but then he'll come out clear about that. He'll come out on stage to Indiana Jones music and then go up to the mic and <laughs> grumble something. That's <laughs> like that music follows me everywhere. 
Like, yes. do you like it or not, man? I don't know. <laughs> it's he he plays up his grumpiness at this point. He's wonderful in shrinking. Everybody, please watch that. Very good. Um, the last bit of news: no trailers, but we had Star Wars Celebration going on in London this weekend, and we got three new the the next three Star Wars. There's been so many like twists and turns about what's going to be the next Star Wars movie. Is it Taika Waititi's movie? Is it Ryan Johnson's trilogy that somebody said he was going to get at one point? Was it going to be Benioff and Weiss? Was it going to be Damon uh, Lindelof from Lost? None of that. None is, of those people. It's none of that. I, I, I don't know if we got confirmation whether some of those things are still in the pipeline or not. Oh, Patty Jenkins Road Squadron, which is now off the table, unfortunately for me. But our three movies that we have listed. First one is a directed by Dave Filoni, executive produced by Jon Favreau. A culmination of the Disney Plus shows Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka. A big finale sort of concluding event for all those shows. That'll be fun. Um, We'll have James Mangold who did um, uh, Logan and um, he's doing, he just, he's doing this Indiana Jones film as well. He'll be doing a movie about the origins of the Jedi Order. Could be interesting. If there's one of those three that has, one of these three that has to go, I Maybe say that one, because if you're going to put pen to paper about the origins of the Jedi, that's some pretty heady stuff. And I don't think everybody's going to like what you do no matter what. So good luck to you. The third one and the most exciting one. Uh, I forget the director's name. She was Oscar nominated for something. Um, set 15 years after the sequel trilogy, Daisy Ridley returns to the franchise to play Ray, building a new Jedi order. Ray or Daisy Ridley came out on stage, got a huge standing ovation. Personally, I'm happy to see her not turn her back on this when she very well could have with all the shit she took. Uh, yeah. In, over the course of the sequel trilogy, especially towards the end. Um, I'm happy to have her here. I think it's a little quick. I think Disney's very eager to redeem the sequel trilogy. Um, but if you're, and if you're going to wait, if you're going to do a movie that's set 15 years after, maybe best to wait 15 years, kind of the same thing that we did with, Return of the well, Jedi to episode I, one and episode three to episode you. seven. They might. I mean, it's already, well, since the end, maybe not. But it's already been seven years since The Force Awakens. Hmm. And we don't know what the timeline for any of this is. So, like, it's entirely possible that it might be 15 years <laughs> from when that yeah. ended. If, if, if this movie doesn't come out for another eight years, that'll be If the first two but... bomb, like, bomb then they're no. definitely not gonna make it anymore yeah they they did not announce any release they dates won't or bomb, but they'll be like yeah they'll be negatively received i mean <laughs> any new star wars movie is sort of a dicey proposition at this point just because seriously, of seriously that how fan the fandom reacts so to everything uh, like this this last week on the mandalorian was something in terms of discussion and uh, I don't know. I, I hope that these are things that we can all rally behind as Star Wars fans because y'all the, are toxic. We like Star Wars. I don't know why we have to yell about it all the time. Y'all are toxic. We for do real. like it. I, I swear some of us like this, this stuff. Anyway, um, that's our, our run through of, of movie news. We're, we're on the corner. We're on the cusp of, of summer. Uh, we've got uh, Air came out this weekend. Want to see that? The story of the Air Jordan shoe. The other um, video game movie, Tetris, is on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, yeah, which 
Uh, <laughs> got some <laughs> interesting. No I haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. I I think it got some interesting reviews. That maybe it take some of it's real, but you know you got to take a little liberty with hyping up the Cold War aspects of the Tetris Oof, movie. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is in less than a month. Mm, okay, forgot about that. <laughs> that'll that'll open up our our May slate. Um, do you have anything else on. that's that's that you can that you feel is coming up that you need to uh nope. get off your chest? I do not. Let's see what is coming soon. What else is on our horizon here? Uh, a whole bunch of crap. Honestly, <laughs> there's not a whole lot going on this month, and I think that's good for Mario. Like it'll make. It'll make plenty of money. We got. Uh, I think Zach will make some time to go see Creed. Yeah, I, I, I really need to do that. Um, yeah, I don't. We did also see Dungeons and Dragons. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we saw Dungeons and Dragons. We didn't feel like it warranted a full podcast. It's good. It's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> You right. You I I think it's fine. I it, think it's it would it's, make it's a, on the good. It's on the enjoyable side of mid. If if the movie is offense, you are on just the that one side of the fence, and I am like just on the other side of the fence. Mm. Yeah. No. That's. Is, is it fun? Sure. I it's written it's written in, and made by the same people that made Game Night. Which I really like. I liked Game Night. So I think if you like Game Night, you can give it a chance. If you know more about Dungeons and Dragons than most, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. There's plenty of Dungeons and Dragons references, I know. Um, but like, you know, it's. I think it did its job. It's gonna get slaughtered at the box office from now until then. Like, if you haven't seen it by now, you probably missed your shot. Um, but it's my fine. blurb for it was: Medieval Times makes a just okay Avengers movie, and that's I think. That can be taken as a, as a, yeah, it's okay, or no, it's not okay, sort of <laughs> yeah. Uh, thought. Yeah, the only big-ish movie I'm seeing through the rest of April is Chevalier, um, which is, it's that, uh, the black violinist that, like, played alongside Mozart um, story, which looks interesting enough, ready for that. Um, there's that, um, a uh, Joaquin Phoenix has a big kind of artsy movie opening. Bo is afraid. Uh, I know people are interested in that. Um, but it's kind of a light month on, on that front until we get the guardians. So that's great. Cause we have Hogwarts legacy to play. We are certainly playing that. Oh, because you brought it up. We can, I wanted to have you get your thoughts on tape about this. There's a rumor going around this week, a pretty heavy rumor that the Harry Potter films will be remade as a seven series show on HBO. Your thoughts as the, the Harry Potter scholar. Among I us. saw that tweet from discussing film. It was, it was reported a bunch of other places too. The first place I saw it was a tweet from discussing film where I quote tweeted it with my thoughts. No. N dash O. No. Like, like go go off for the sake of time <laughs> i'm not gonna open this jar but rest assured i can and 
do have i mean i just okay no (laughs) just no i don't want it i don't want i love harry potter Mm -hmm. jk rowling not really a fan no i don't want this i don't want it no i can't i can't we're done (laughs) like because they're books you know there's certainly things that get left out of the movies a tv show gives you time to i would go into detail about things like the house elves and all that sort of stuff i would love a page to screen accurate show but i don't want it but they did it here's they did it already exactly (laughs) here's the thing here's what i would love page to screen accurate series one season per book totally fine make it as many episodes as you need so that you don't leave anything out the thing that they need to do is make it animated because if you make it live action, those kids are going to age out of that shit so Especially fast. Especially with the show, 100%. So yeah. fast. You have to make it animated. Hire voice actors to do these parts. Don't hire actors that sound like, you know, don't hire, do, for the love of God, do not hire Chris Pratt to do anything <laughs> with Harry Potter. My God. No, make it just get the real like it's the, a me, a Dumbledore. There's so many there's so many capable voice actors that don't get their recognition that they deserve. Like all of those people from those cartoons you watched as a kid, like all of the like all of those voice actors, they exist. Mm-hmm. Cast those people. Do not cast celebrities to do voiceover work that voice actors can do. Anyway, that we're we're going off on an entirely different tangent you're, you're, right you're now. You're going. You're going. We're back. I, we're sorry. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way when people talk about like there was a rumor last month of, oh, they're gonna remake the Lord of the Rings films, and it's like, why? They were all three of them Oscar nominated. All three of them could have won Best Picture in their year that they were nominated. One of them did. Like, <laughs> for God's sakes, leave the things alone. Like, I'm fine with prequel series like they're doing on Amazon. If you want to make the the ongoing adventures of Aragorn, like, okay, don't touch the originals. And when it comes to the Harry Potter original films, are they the most perfect things in the world? No. There are things that they miss from the books. There's different characterizations of things from the books. They, they go off trail a little bit in, in certain places. But they're beloved. It's the same, like, we're not going to go and remake the original Star Wars. Right. We're just. We're, oh, my God. Could you imagine? No, no, oh, I, I don't be, even want to think about there it. There would be literal riots in the street. No. Like they sort of did, of course, that's the the commentary label toward the prequels of them redoing certain bits. But that's fine. That's a reimagining and a continuing of the story for a new generation. Perfect. Fine. Do that. Not a reboot. But do But if you're going to do Harry Potter, like we, we've talked about this, if you're going to do a Harry Potter anything. Give us a Marauders series. Give us a Founders series. A Founders. We're going there. So you've opened the jar, unfortunately. Here's well, the reason why. we're doing Hogwarts why, Legacy. We're doing old stuff. Here's the reason why we can't do that. Is because there's no way in hell that JKR is not going to insert herself in it. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest it. problem And it, right? she is cancer. Mm-hmm. She cannot be included in any of this because nobody will watch it. And she can't be trusted to no. do it herself because Warner, the Fantastic Beasts movies were a disaster. Warner Brothers specifically told her not to come to the reunion special they put on HBO, right? No, uh, no she chose not to come. Oh, okay. Sure. It, it, but it's just, 
if we're going to do stuff, do new stuff. You already did the movies and it's not like it's not like the Mario Brothers where you had the original movie and it was trash. So you had to redo it. If the first Mario Brothers movie was uh, heralded as amazing, we wouldn't we do, wouldn't be doing this. No. Yeah, there were just we, we'd have a whole series of movies like it's and it's different than like remaking Batman because you just have different interpretations. This is the Harry Potter story. First year through seventh year. This is it. So if you want to do Cursed Child, God Ugh. with, you know, God be with you. <laughs> I, I don't think you should, but if you want to <laughs> go ahead, but don't redo these. This isn't even a thing of like, oh, this is a movie from the 20s. Like, I no, know it they, was no, I know they will eventually. Ago, 15 I know, years ago. I know they will eventually. Probably when I'm like. 70 is when they'll redo it but at that point that's fine right yes that's exactly my point is that the first movie i think the first movie came out 20 years ago yeah too soon i don't want it don't do it no it and it's not like uh it's not like the cgi has aged terribly or anything like that it's not even a situation like george lucas when they when they were going to put out the prequels they put out the original films the special editions but that was because the special effects technology had jumped leaps and bounds since the original, and he wanted to do it how he wanted to do it. Fine. You don't need to do, do that with these. Do you think now that James Cameron has perfected underwater visual effects that George Lucas will redo them again? Uh, no, because <laughs> first of all, George doesn't own it anymore, so yeah, he, can, no, he can do I'm whatever just, he wants. I'm just fucking around. Uh, well, and re- I mean, Disney does own Avatar now, technically, too, huh? Ooh. Don't put that idea in the universe. We're Ooh. stopping this. Um... <laughs> All right. See, you opened my jar, and this is what happened. <laughs> well, it's... you did this to yourself. Hashtag content. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's uh, that's what we've talked about. That's what we're going to talk about. Movies come Hopefully down. Hopefully, not talk about Harry Potter movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we could get another Fantastic Beast at some point. Right? We are not. Right? No. No, we no. are not. What? Are you saying they were bad? If you want to find our review on the Fantastic Beast 3 Secrets of Dumbledore, <laughs> go it's on our Instagram somewhere. Also listen to our year in review episode where I walk back what I thought about the Fantastic Beasts movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on there. Yep. Go go back to the first of this year. It's uh, it's on the feed. Anyway, until the next time. We will see you at the movies. <laughs>